0: Hi there. This is Holly. No, and Daniel. Me. And you are listening to Halfway Saints. Yep.
1: We're. <laughs> what?
0: Daniel was just so silly right before he clicked record. Oh no, never. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
1: what you're talking about.
0: Uh, but we are doing great. Hope you Thanks are doing Thanks for
1: too. asking. <laughs> <laughs> we're going. We've been. Um, very busy. The summer is slipping away from us.
0: I know. This... I can't believe it's almost aug- August. I almost <laughs> almost Aug. We don't even have time to say August.
1: That's how quickly it's going. <laughs> I
0: almost said October.
1: October. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Was Excuse it because me. you're thinking the eighth month and you thought October? No. Oh. That's
0: the way I remember. <laughs> My mom's birthday is October 8th, so octo-eight. <laughs> 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 and Daniel... <laughs> Always makes fun of me for it because and sometimes I get confused if I'm writing the 8th, like 8-1 for August 1, Mm -hmm. I do get confused.
1: And the other day you were trying to tell me that something was happening (laughs) on, you meant to say October 10th. But he kept saying August 10th. And I was like, no, that's fine. That's way earlier. You're like, no, it's August 10th. <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, October.
0: <laughs> so, they also sound similar. <laughs> they start with the same sound. So it's not my fault at all. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Uh, but, yeah, time's flying. The baby's going to be here soon.
0: Yeah, talk about time flying.
1: I'm
0: not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really
1: ready. We are. We have... Um
0: We have stages. We
1: didn't do it this weekend, but we had Oh shoot, we did it. <laughs> no, yes. We we had planned one project per weekend until the baby got here. So last weekend we did the project. It was getting all of the like huge rubber made bins of kids' clothes upstairs in the cl- in closets upstairs. They were in our basement. And we have these like big storage closets in our basement, which is great, but they were all full of clothes and so whenever we needed to put clothes away or take them out. We'd have to like do this whole thing and pull them all out of the basement. It's just a whole ordeal. Mm-hmm. So we moved them all upstairs because we have, for whatever reason, a ton of closet space that we're not using. For
0: as little closet space as we have. Right. Like we have a lot. Yeah. Which doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> but we have tiny no, closets. Right.
1: No, no, we don't. That's the thing. Okay. You think we they do. Look- but we have we have very uh, narrow but deep closets. So they fit way more than you can think. Yeah. And you really can't.
0: For uh, clothing storage—they're terrible. But for everything else storage, right, yeah. they're
1: great. But they're like—they're really deep, so we only put stuff in the front mm-hmm. because we don't want to have to reach all the way back. But like big bins, you can just shove them all to the back. Mm-hmm. Anywho, that was last week's project, and we did it. Um, and then we forgot to do it this week.
0: We didn't but, forget. We've been busy. I've been busy. I forgot. You forgot, Yeah.
1: You we also we didn't, didn't have, have time. time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't forget. Um. But yeah, so, like, each weekend we do a project that we're not going to have time for when the baby comes, presumably. Or in preparation In for preparation the for the baby, mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, getting the baby or the kid's clothes up. Mm-hmm. And we took all the baby clothes out. Oh, yeah, so, we did. Yeah, yeah. That was good. <laughs> go, that, was that was good. A, yeah, we, <laughs> man, we're doing better than we thought. <laughs> um, but we still have a lot to do. We have to um, move Blaze into Jack's room yeah. at some point. Figure it out. He's still... We keep, like, suggesting it to Blaze, like, to kind of bring it up to him, like, uh, casually. And he's just like, no. He's like, the baby can sleep in Jack's room. Yeah, he suggested <laughs> that the
0: baby sleep in there. And I don't think that would work. No. But Jack is all for it. Jack, yeah. That's good.
1: And did you notice when they were playing today, Jack was like, no, Blaze, let's sleep in the same room. I, they, th- I
0: think he's working on it. I him.
1: think so. They have um, this, like, IKEA little pop-up tent thing. And today they pushed it next to our, like, dining room table and made it like a house, and under the table was one room, and in the tent was another room. And Jack kept saying to Blaze, let's sleep in the same room. Because they sometimes we have these wonderful moments where their playtime is, let's pretend to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then they get in each other's space and end up arguing. But um, So yeah, Jack's Jack's on board. He's on our team trying to get this going.
0: I know. So we'll see how Blaze is. Appear- well, not apparently. I'm planning on it happening like next weekend.
1: That was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So apparently we're
1: (laughs) going to do it next week. Holly's so suspicious of us.
0: But, um, yeah, so we'll get that to happen. And we can do that now because Jack is no longer napping during the day. Yeah. Because he, Blaze is an amazing napper, and Jack has always been a terrible one.
1: He's been better recently.
0: Okay, but... (laughs) He doesn't, he would have rubbed off on Blaze and we didn't want yeah. him to. So we waited until Jack was done napping. So now Blaze can go in there. But now that Jack's not napping and that Blaze will go in there instead of having nap time, I still need time during the the day to work to get my stuff done. So now Jack has quiet time where we've divided the, this was our last week's prognet,
1: prognet. <laughs> We call them prognets because it's their pregnancy projects. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, last
0: week's project was to get the basement in order so that it could be half my workspace and half his play space where he has complete independence and can do anything on his own and be entertained for about an hour um while i get some work done during the day and first week we're through it and um or we just got through the first week and it went really well
1: yeah
0: so Weekend was kind of a rough one, but...
1: Well, because Jack, for like the five days during the work week when I wasn't here, he knew that was his quiet time, and so that's he got used to it. And then when I was here on the weekend, and um, I also didn't know the plan, so this <laughs> is also partly my fault.
0: Somewhat. <laughs> somewhat.
1: So he got thrown off that I was around during his quiet time, and he didn't know. He like wanted to play with me. It just, it just threw him all off. Yeah. So we have to hammer down that detail a little better, but... We... We do. We, we do. Okay.
0: I'm just kidding. Um, But no, it, this weekend was a little funny, but the um, idea as a whole has gone over very well. And he's excited about it. He, like, is excited. He, like, brags to Blaze about his quiet time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I slept in the basement. Because yeah. he, sl- he, quote, unquote, sleeps. <laughs> now that I see what he's doing when he tells me that he sleeps, he just lays down, takes a lot of deep breaths, <laughs> For like literally one minute and then just gets up and says, I just slept. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but okay. Um, But it really went really well and it was at the perfect time because I'm really busy with work. So I haven't had to stay up late or do any crazy stuff. So we're very thankful. This is a good good. time. It's a transitional time, but we're doing great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think think we'll be in pretty good shape (laughs) by the time the baby comes. Um, but yeah, things are, I don't know, things are changing. Yeah. I get, I haven't really like stopped to think about it, but they will probably change a little bit with the baby.
0: Um, they for real will. (laughs) That's why I felt bad that I've had to do so much work lately because this is like the last, these are the last weeks where we're going to be a family of just us with the two boys. We're going to put this new baby into the mix and they're going to have to adjust (laughs) and it's going to be... A lot different for them. Yeah. And for us. Right. I meant to, I started that with saying that I, it's a big difference yeah. for me.
1: But, okay. We'll get through it. Yeah. Moving on. You can't, life's not fun if it just stays the same.
0: Right? Yeah. That's true. Right? That's bu- <laughs> explicable. That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do people still do bumper stickers? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. You're right. I, yes, I remember seeing do.
1: some cars. With, yeah.
0: Um. No, but we, yeah. We have like nine more weeks and are excited to meet baby Isaac. And I just kind of for- keep forgetting. Like I'm like, oh yeah, it's just another baby. Like I've done this twice. I can I can deal with a newborn, but it is gonna be different. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be more difficult than I expect. There's going to be three. There have been times where I like watch us. I think I said this exact same thing last podcast. What? We're like we're like juggling both boys, and you'll take Jack, and I'll take Blaze, or like mm-hmm. whatever. We like definitely do a man to man.
1: Uh, we do man coverage.
0: Yeah. And then I'm like, what are we going to do when the baby? Like, wh- what do we do when I have a baby on me? Or like.
1: We have to switch to zone coverage. Yeah. This <laughs> is no, different. It'll be fine. I'm. Because now I'm like very comfortable just taking Blaze and Jack. So, yeah. Like, and they're pretty agreeable with me. Yeah. They are. It's they're very, always <laughs> really I know. They're always me. so good for you. Um, so it'll be fine. It's going to be great. Yeah. But. Um, we, so Holly, I'll give, I'll give Holly credit. Um,
0: Well, give credit where credit is due.
1: (laughs) Holly has been wanting to do, um, podcasts or one episode each where Holly and I kind of go through our stories and our, um, you know, conversion and reversion stories. And I've not been hesitant. I just have felt like we've kind of gone over those like piecemeal throughout all the episodes. Um, but we were talking Uh, a couple weeks ago and I mentioned something about you know something I'd gone through kind of through my reversion that Holly hadn't known about or had forgotten um let's let's throw that out there as a possibility yeah um but no we realized maybe maybe now would be a good time to do that um and I especially thought I kind of it's not something that's static like some like we're constant we're under constant conversion like turning for further towards the lord so you know i hadn't really thought of kind of my progression in the last you know like four or five years i kind of like stopped at like us getting married and like starting our lives together but not realizing we've grown since then Mm -hmm. um so without
0: further ado based on holly's
1: (laughs) wonderful idea um i said yeah let's do that (laughs) (laughs) and here we are (laughs) it went exactly like that (laughs) yeah that's how we that's how we discuss things (laughs) um but yeah so I'm gonna go first Mm -hmm. um then Holly at a later date will do hers yeah definitely definitely before the baby comes we'll give (laughs) give ourselves that long
0: no I'm really it'll be soon we'll do good
1: yeah we'll we'll do well excuse me but we might also do some good Hey. Do well by doing good.
0: I'm sorry. I interrupted you. you go <laughs> okay. I haven't even you started. You
1: didn't interrupt me because I didn't have a chance to start. <laughs> sorry. Um, so do you want to, like, do background music? Are you going to? No. Sound effects. You no. do sound effects.
0: I just, don't, I like, I'll do lights. <laughs> it's <laughs> a on, podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love you here. I turned on the lights. <laughs> oh, Anywho, <laughs> so my name is Daniel, um, but I um, grew up in a family that was um, nominally Catholic. I was baptized and received First Communion, um, but my parents got divorced when I was in elementary school, and so they stopped going to Mass You know, around that time. Um, and so then I also stopped going to Mass because I was a child (laughs) not able to drive myself to them and I think we would go back um every once in a while I'd go with my grandfather but it wasn't anything consistent um but in kind of thinking back on that time I'd never really given you know that time much thought like for me it was kind of like oh yeah in high school then things started going but um in looking back on it there are are like little little things that I can recognize now that didn't recognize then of you know, obviously like the grace of baptism kind of like working within me and you know you're never you, you never stop being Catholic you know even if you don't go to mass you don't frequent the sacraments you're still baptized Catholic that's your your soul is changed and it can't be undone um, but one of the things that I remember about making my first communion um, I don't remember much about it but I do remember that we got to bake the or help make the the bread for the host um i think it was the ones we actually received
0: (laughs) i didn't know that was allowed
1: why to bake bread
0: i don't know to make it yourself
1: yeah it's just very inconvenient to have to make 300 of them
0: well because you don't make a loaf you have to make it a certain i'm sure there are certain requirements it's unleavened that's it yeah it could be a loaf of unleavened no 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 it's <laughs> Is unleavened impossible to make into a loaf? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's just, it's water and flour. Oh, okay. Um,
0: These are real questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but somebody obviously makes them.
0: I know. Yeah. So
1: yeah, just like you can, you know, Chips Ahoy cookies. You can make those cookies at home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But
0: do we have the authority to make yeah. Chips Ahoy cookies? Yes. That's what I didn't know. Well, I mean, you have like...
1: to, you couldn't call them Chips Ahoy cookies. You
0: <laughs> I didn't know if there, like, if there are certain regulations that had to be, like, you know, perfectly in line with what the church wanted the Eucharist to be, but.
1: Yes, but it's also easy to follow those prescriptions.
0: Yeah. I didn't know how hard they, okay.
1: Anyway, gosh. I made them when I was, like, seven, so. <laughs> no, anyway. Sorry. All I remember is we got to make crosses on the top with two things. <laughs> Stamping Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. To the extent of what I got out of it. Um, Yeah, anyway, so that memory always um, stuck with me for whatever reason. And then throughout, um, like, middle school and high school, I always remembered, like, knowing I was Catholic, but not really knowing what that meant. Um, I remember in middle school, it may have been when, No, it was it was earlier. Anyway, I remember talking with one of my friends in middle school about the Pope and saying something. Maybe it was that John Paul II was in poor health, Um, and he like very matter of fact, matter of factly was like, "We don't have a Pope." And I was like, "No, I do. I'm Catholic." Oh (laughs) no! Because being in North Carolina, there's not, you know, we had one parish in our whole county, so there weren't a ton of Catholics in the area. Um, But so I remember having some sort of ownership of it, despite you know really not having that as my identity at that point. Um, And then I do remember in high school one time, knowing that, like, giving stuff up for Lent, maybe. I remember one time, like, making a point not to eat meat on a Friday. And, like, I only worked once. Like, I only did it (laughs) once. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so there was, you know, like a, there was something there throughout that time. But I really wasn't a practicing Catholic. Like I said, I didn't go to Mass, anything like that i um, had only gone to confession once before my first communion.
0: Were you praying at all? Like, did you, did you think about?
1: Mm, maybe. I don't, re- I don't really remember yeah. that much. That's like good. there's a lot of stuff going on in like elementary school, middle school years. Yeah. So, um, but I do remember going into like high school kind of having, I guess it would be like an agnostic mindset of being like. I'm not really sure of what everything is, but I'm going to try to just be a good person kind of a deal. I think that was probably my default. Cause I never, I didn't have like a super rebellious phrase, f- phrase, <laughs> you know, that one rebellious phrase you always throw out to let people know that you're not to be messed with. Um, I didn't have like a rebellious phase. Like we were all, I was always a rule follower. Um, not that that's necessarily what being Catholic means, but, um, yeah, so it was just in looking back on it, I feel like it was, you know, just the grace of baptism like working within me and not not being able not having been taught what the truth is, trying to kind of grasp at it just through my life. Um, but then in high school, um I played on the soccer team. Um and freshman year I was on um the Varsity soccer team and one of the um I, he was like volunteered as an assistant coach um was also the the area leader for young life
0: oh i didn't realize that he did soccer yeah that's how you met that's him. how
1: i met him yeah
0: i did not know that do
1: you remember him being he coached for like the whole time i was there
0: i mean i guess I, thinking about it now it makes sense <laughs> but i did not realize that he also like coached tennis too sometimes. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but so the the area leader for young life which was a. Uh, Non denominational like Christian outreach ministry. Like it's essentially essentially non denominational, but like leans like mainline Protestant a little bit. And they never really got too much into
0: Mainline. Yeah, like
1: like Presbyterians, Episcopalians.
0: Oh, is mainline not just a Pennsylvania
1: term? No. Oh no, the the term mainline Protestantism is like Presbyterians, Episcopalians versus like evangelicals. Or like yeah. Or Pentecostals.
0: I didn't know that. Well, now you know. <laughs>
1: um so through him, um, I started going to Young Life, and I guess I went my freshman year.
0: hmm Wait, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: <laughs> So Holly's a grade younger than me, so she didn't know me freshman year. So that's why she <laughs> quickly retracted her statement. Um yeah, through Young Life. I forget what got me to go. Probably a girl, I'm sure, of some sort. Probably. <laughs> Probably not Holly, since we didn't know her yet. Um, but the whole point of Young Life is um, to, like, introduce introduce kids to Jesus. And kind of their, their goal is to kind of leave it there. And they always um, encourage kids to go to the church that their family went to. Um, kind
0: of.
1: That's what I always remember being told that
0: well yeah maybe
1: that's what I, I mean you were you were a young life leader in college so you probably had a different perspective
0: yeah i think i don't know if we would say like just go with, with your family unless it was like a set thing but
1: it was but, like it was it wasn't like p- plugging people into a particular church definitely. it was like stay within whatever denomination it was that's what they would say when they if you'd said like where should i go to church
0: Oh, okay. That makes. I mean, it makes sense. I yeah, guess. I didn't know that.
1: So. <laughs> you didn't get to that page in the handbook.
0: I don't think they have any kind of official I w- stance on what to say, what to t- like recommend to people. Uh, well,
1: my understanding was like their goal is to just like introduce kids to Jesus, and then like you kind of pick it up from there. Like it wasn't it wasn't a church itself.
0: Yeah, they call that something. It's like a um, entrance missions or something. I don't remember. I'm sorry.
1: Outreach ministry.
0: It is that, but it's different than <laughs>
1: <laughs> Introductory ministry?
0: I mean, all these words are good, but it's not exactly what I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay. But you go ahead and keep going.
1: Um, Yeah, so it was through that that I kind of... Um, and I really don't remember much of what I thought going into it. I do remember being at, like, a Young Life camp because um, that was also part of it, like, the, the camp weekend, like, the weekend camp and the week-long camp. And again, kind of, like, coming to the yeah, coming back to the conclusion of like, I'm not really sure what all this is. I just want to be like, I'll just be a good person for me. Like not really understanding anything behind it. Um, and so throughout high school, that was pretty much, um, you know, kind of what I did, you know, we didn't really go to mass. I probably went to mass a couple of times in high school, but, um, never really, you know, thought, thought to, you know, kind of make that a priority. Um, I did have friends who were Catholic and it was kind of like through them that like, you know, we kind of like got that sense of community. But again, you're a high school kid, so you you don't know anything. <laughs> you don't take anything seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, through, um, through young life, I really, um, I, I don't think there was like a specific moment where it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to believe in Jesus kind of a thing.
0: You know, you always said so. um, The summer that you and I started dating, you said after sharp top. You said like a couple weeks after sharp top, you were like, "I think i this like makes sense."
1: Yeah, but it wasn't. But it wasn't that does, like yeah, inf- it wasn't like a single moment.
0: Well, we also don't believe that like it's one like one single. Oh, moment. you
1: know what? I just remember. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do remember what it is. That's so crazy that I forget all these important things. <laughs> no, I do. So I don't, you know, it was, so I went to like the weekend, their week long camp. And that's like the sort of way that it's programmed. Well, I don't mean programmed in a bad sense, but the way it's structured is that they kind of like lead you through, lead you, ugh, excuse me, lead you through sort of why you need Jesus and what life looks, out, looks like without him. And then like the culmination of is um, like, and it's, like, here for you to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember they, like, structure it. Like, one night there's, like, the sin talk. Basically, like, we are we can't do anything. Like, we have cannot fix ourselves by any means. And that, like, really struck me because that was kind of my plan um, to sort of just be good for myself. And I remember being, like, really, I don't know if angry is the right word, but really, like, perturbed. I'm, like, that's kind of a crappy thing to say. Like, that doesn't make me feel good. And then they, like, the next night they tell you about, like, how jesus redeems us and like it's like okay i get that now <laughs> To let like a 14 year old kid squirm for 24 hours <laughs> anyway but they they don't do that there's like a dance and stuff and it's <laughs> 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 um but i think it was like a few a couple weeks after that i remember i was talking to my dad i don't like it's not like we had super deep conversations but i remember like asking him like do you believe in god and he's like was like very matter of factly like yeah like of course I do like how could you like do anything without that without that um, and you know I don't know my dad's faith hundred percent but just kind of knowing that that's sort of his answer that um, that it doesn't always have to look like what you think it would look like for someone to be like yes definitely I do um, kind of you know started something that kind of you know got everything moving in kind of a slow slow move to, like, kind of fully coming to believe in Jesus and, like, what he has to offer us. Um, and, again, this wasn't, in a Catholic sense, or just, like, a very um, introductory, um, you know, sort of. It was where I was like, okay, I think I can believe in Jesus now kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Um, and that was probably, how old was I? When was that?
0: 15? Sophomore
1: year? Sophomore year?
0: Yeah. Was so that fifteen? Yeah, maybe.
1: I was always younger because I I was 17 when I graduated. So probably 15. Yeah. Or was it the summer after? It was the summer after. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) 15. um, And then like throughout my junior year, junior and senior year of high school, definitely was like more involved with Young Life. And there's like a weekly Bible study that I went to, um, you know, and started kind of getting more into it there. and that was kind of high school and i also met holly my sophomore year and holly was also um involved in young life and there was something we kind of shared and like did together and was kind of a um i don't know something we shared together as you know we got to know each other and got to you know grow our relationship with jesus um and i remember like summer after my senior year before i went to college i like my plan was to be like um like a religious studies major um and kind of become like basically like do a similar ministry and that was like my goal going into freshman year
0: that's so funny you I knew that i don't remember that okay i believe you
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just... so i took the like one of my first classes i took um at emory was this like religious studies class
0: i remember one time we had a conversation about Oh, I thought you were going to cut me off.
1: What do you think I was going to do? Turn off? Stop. Oh, I thought I was going to stop recording? <laughs> yeah. Nope, just get my coffee. Decaf coffee. I don't know why I have to defend myself. <laughs> I can drink coffee whenever I want.
0: But I remember a conversation. It's one of those that's like so vivid in my mind. I remember we were in the car and at this certain intersection. And you were describing to me, I must have been like when you were home from break from after taking this course, because you had just learned about Greek Orthodoxy and you're ex- explaining it to me and you're and like everything you were sounding was so good and we were both like why not why not just be Greek orthodox I don't know why I was like so on board with Greek what it was about it that I was like so on board with but I definitely remember you telling me about a lot of their like belief systems yeah. and like me being like I really like that
1: I don't re- I remember that but not what was going on while I was telling you that
0: and I don't remember how old we were it was
1: probably I don't know I don't know.
0: Yeah. But that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> and it probably came from that religious studies class that you took. Maybe.
1: It was on like um mystics and different traditions. So we actually like I wish we would have taken it now. Well, the Catholic part of it. So we studied um, um Saint John of the Cross and um uh the other the Teresa not of again. Avila? Avila, yes. Oh, Sorry, yeah. I couldn't remember. <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, I was like, I don't know mystics. I think Teresa of Avila. Well, I was Avila like,
1: like Teresa of, of Lisieux took her name because of her, and I was like, which like of Avila, yeah. Yeah, yes. Um So we read Teresa of Avila and St. John the Cross, and we also read um, some, like, like, Protestant mystics. They were, like, early on. Um, and then also, and then there was like the second part of it was on like Hindu mysticism, which I don't remember. I remember I remember getting one of the books and having like a plastic wrapper on it, and <laughs> never even taking the plastic. Oh wrapper wow!
0: Because
1: <laughs> it was just like I don't know. I passed the class. so I must have learned something, but I remember it just being like I don't know. I didn't get it. And I didn't honestly didn't. I couldn't tell you what a mystic was at that point or yeah. know anything about it. So anyway, that was my plan going to college, and then. Um, my, during orientation, um, my freshman year, you like go through the orientation and then like on Sunday night, they're like, Oh, you know, if you're they're here the various religious services and there was like a Catholic mass at 6 PM. And for whatever reason I was like, Oh yeah, I'll go to that. And so I went and I remember, here's my impression. I remember, um, the only thing I really remembered about, well, not the only thing, but what I remembered most about mass was like the peace be with you. And like, I remember just waiting the whole time, like, this is so long. When does that, like, peace be with you, come. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the
0: real, the best part of the math. That, And
1: then when the, the sign of peace came, um, I was with one of the girls who was in my like, orientation group. And everyone else who were, like, sophomores and juniors and knew each other all, like, hugged. And so I was like, oh, I guess that's what we do. <laughs> so I just, like, hugged the girl who came with me. Not even with me. She just happened to be in the same group, so she sat next to me. Uh, So I remember that, and then I remember, um, this just shows how little I knew about the faith, they used white wine instead of red wine, and I was like, is that okay? (laughs) Like, I don't know. And then, like, the priest had a a ring on, like, a lot of priests wear a ring on their finger, and I was like, is he married? What is going on here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was it. That was my, what I remember about that mass. And it was in this weird concrete chapel on campus that they would have to um tie a crucifix and hang it off like the back of where the altar oh, yeah. was with the, basically a rope <laughs> um anywho so that I, I went to mass just kind of like out of the blue like I wasn't like I'm definitely going to do this and I hadn't I don't think I had been like going to mass prior to that maybe a little bit um but I went that Sunday and I don't think I missed another Sunday like throughout college Really? Maybe once. Cause I remember I went on a Wednesday cause I missed it on Sunday thinking that that counted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, I don't know. Looking back on it, it was, I don't know why I did that. Like just went and sort of nothing really like, like the, the priest there at the Catholic center was very like engaging and like gave really good homilies. and was really personable and actually, um, celebrated our wedding for us when we got married. Um, but it was just, I don't know. I just kept coming back and there was dinner after mass on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights, which is why I probably went to mass twice a <laughs> week because there was dinner each night. Um, but it was just like, I always really enjoyed it. It was a great environment, but I didn't like really dive deep into it. Um, and I don't know why, but I kept kind of going to mass throughout, uh, my time in college and just sort of slowly growing and learning more. Um, And I think it was, again, I don't think there was any like one thing, but I was just like, I'm gonna start being serious about my faith and kind of let you know about that Mm -hmm. and how this is something I want to really do. And um, again, I wasn't like, college wasn't super crazy for me. Um, You know, so I think it was just like a period of, of a grace I didn't realize that was just kind of growing within me. And I remember being, um, really worried they would find out I wasn't confirmed and then make me get confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I think part of that was because I really didn't want to go to confession. And I thought if I got confirmed, they'd make me go to confession. And I really was like dreading that. I remember, um, cause that the, they would have confession before mass on Sunday nights and the, um it was like kind of in a room next to like the main area of the chapel. And then I, you'd have to like walk by to get to, to mass. And like, if I got there too early, I'd walk by and the priest would be like in the room. And I'd always like make eye t- eye contact with him. And then like, just kind of like give him like a quick w- wave and run away. <laughs> so I was like, no, he's going to make me go in there and confess all my sins. <laughs> um, what?
0: Because you hadn't been since,
1: since I was seven. Yeah. That's a lot. A lot. <laughs> um, so that was just kind of college. Um, and I had, I met a lot of friends who were Catholic there and it was, you know, I was also, I was getting deeper into my faith. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't really like I'm going to be faith. I'm going to live my life as a Catholic and that'd be the sort of catalyst and driving force within my life. Um, and then senior year, I think it was even like my second semester senior year. So really, really <laughs> just under that, um, what is that? Under the buzzer?
0: Sure. Yeah, we'll I'm go not with that. I'd say <laughs> under
1: under the radar, but that's not that doesn't <laughs> apply. Um, there was a retreat, and and also there was um, the priest at the Emory Catholic Center was great, and they had a really great lay minister there, who like I knew at the time didn't realize how great Franciscan University of Steubenville was, and he was a graduate of there. So like now looking oh. back, I'm like that's why he was so cool. Mm-hmm.
0: We don't know if he wants his name on the air.
1: (laughs) Um, But he was really great and always like really um, just like really cool. Like (laughs) I don't know a better way to say it. Um, But I remember him explaining transubstantiation to me and being like, and it was like, he also like just stood really cool (laughs) when he did it. (laughs) He was saying like, you know, it it goes back to like Aristotelian um, metaphysics and like, the substance and the accidents and I remember like oh yeah you're really cool <laughs> <laughs> um but there was a retreat and he was kind of leading it um and it was in Peachtree City Georgia which is also where the campus minister lived so <laughs> I think he kind of um planned that strategically um which is a very weird area it's like so everyone are, there's I forget like 20 miles of golf golf cart paths and everybody drives golf cart, co- excuse me golf carts around Oh, but it's weird. So you feel like you're at the beach, but there's no beach. You're in the middle of Georgia. And it's like, this is so weird because you're not... It's just Is weird. it like
0: a neighborhood complex? Yeah.
1: Or it's like, it's a city. It's Petrie City. So it's...
0: But people don't like, drive regular cars.
1: No, they do, but just a lot of people drive golf carts. That's, like at the beach, how you always see people yeah, driving yeah, golf yeah. carts around. Yeah, that's how it was with this whole city. For oh. no apparent reason, I was in the had golf cart tracks or paths. That's funny. Anyway, so we went to this retreat and... Um, It was, I remember one night there was like a talk and a priest was there and they're like, all right, Father so-and-so is going to be um, like hearing confessions. Like, so if you want that, like, oh, sorry, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, I just hit the lamp. (laughs) Um, Like, if you want, if you want to do that, like, he'll be in this room, just come in and wait here. And I remember, like, when they started saying confession, I like got all tense again. Like, oh, they're gonna make us all go to confession. <laughs> Which is how do you
0: like, think they're gonna? I don't make know. Do I this. just
1: I, I just knew I was gonna get a situation where I had to do it. <laughs> probably because that's what it would have taken for me to actually do oh, it. Yeah. Um, but there. But turns out it was optional. Like, you're like, all right, everyone can like whatever. We had the night free, and if you want to come up for confession, you can. Um, and I, I was like, oh, I like decided to go up and go to confession.
0: How did you make that decision? I don't
1: know. Like, I probably was like. I was, yeah, I don't know.
0: That's so funny. That so, you were so resistant to it. Yeah. And all of a like, <laughs> <the> Okay. Because <option.
1: laughs> <laughs> I had, like, steeled myself to, like, doing it. Um, so I did, and it was, like, a really great experience. Um, and I remember, um, so Holly wasn't Catholic at this point. Um, it wasn't, I don't think you were in RCIA yet. No. Um, maybe you'd, like, gone to Mass a few times on your own. You'd definitely gone with me. Yeah. yeah. Um, But you... I remember calling you to tell you about it and I was like really excited about it. And you were like, whatever, like it wasn't a big deal to you. I know, and sorry. You Totally deflated me, I'm but so sorry. it was fine. It was fine. I forgive you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that was also like another big turning point where it's like, I want, I want to live sort of faithfully. Like I want to do this. I want this to be the kind of driving force in my life. Um, And I was, like, hanging out at the Catholic Center a lot more. And, like, all my friends were, like, freshmen. (laughs) (laughs) Because I hadn't hung out with anyone. Or I hadn't really been there all the time. Um,
0: Because when was this, like, last quarter of your was It was the second semester
1: of my senior year. (laughs) Um, But it was was just, I don't know, it was, like, really great to be there and have that resource. And, you know, thank God I found it that last semester at least, you Mm know. Um, So then from that that summer and then Holly kind of parallel, which you'll hear in her story, was also thinking about going through RCIA, that kind of, um, so it was, yeah, and Holly and I have been talking about it. I don't know if I'd broken the news that I wanted to have like a nuptial mass for our oh, wedding. man, <laughs> That was a big one. That was a really big one. I think you one. cried.
0: I did. Gosh, I'm terrible. Um,
1: yeah. And so then after, um, after I graduated, I came up to the Philadelphia area for grad school. Um, and I went through RCIA at Villanova with the like undergrads
0: to be confirmed, to
1: be confirmed there. Um, and that was a very interesting experience, but, um, to say that if a lot of RCIA programs are a little, stri- a little, a little, That's little so iffy, good. <laughs> I don't forget who it was. Someone said like, if you designed a program to keep people from becoming Catholic, it's RCIA. <laughs> Oh. Um, so I helped out with that at Vill, or I went through that at Villanova. Um, and I was, you know, confirmed, um, with a bunch of seventh graders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it like, I was just a tall kid in the class. <laughs> <laughs> I remember his homily was definitely like aimed at 14 year olds. <laughs> um, but I was confirmed, um, and then, like, for me, that feels like sort of the culmination of my conversion. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, here's where I finally got confirmed. They, they found out and they made me do it. <laughs> um, but also, like, started going to confession more frequently. Um, just, like I said, like, sort of living more faithfully. Um, and then as Holly and I were um, getting close to getting married, we she was going through RCA as well to become Catholic. Um, you know, we had our, our wedding Um, and we kind of started our life together and it was still at this point, we were still, um, kind of learning, I guess learning to be Catholic is the right word, but like kind of learning to fully embrace the church's teaching on, you know, openness to life and contraception. And that was, you know, a time we had both of us sort of had to sort of like buckle down and, you know, I forget what, it. there was something where it's like, we just need to start living right. I, I think it may there. have been we were helping out with RCIA. Yeah. And so we were like, if we're going to tell people what the church teaches, we really need to take it to heart. That's what I remember it as, among other reasons.
0: Specifically the contraception. Yeah. I just remember saying, like, I've waited long enough. Like, this, this is something that we need to do. was is yeah, just we need right. to do it. It's both something that we knew. We planned on doing it from the Start, but then just dragged our feet. Yeah. And then I was like, we just got this is silly.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: please coffee in the background. <laughs> it's fine on the monitor. It's not in the
1: room with us. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, so we got married, both decided we really wanted to be live our lives faithfully and live it, um, fully. Um, and again, that's not the end of it. Yeah. Like, that's another point. I'm like, okay, that's the end of it. But, um, yeah, you know, we've talked a little bit about kind of why we like we both got really into Catholic podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and that was a really good resource for us and sense of community for us because we're the neighborhood we were in. There wasn't a super tight Catholic community, especially not for people our age. Um, and we'd kind of we'd helped out with with the RCA at the parish that we were going to, um, and again that was okay, but it was you know it wasn't really people like on fire for the Lord, like, going out there and doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we moved to this area now, bounced around to a few parishes, helped out with sort of the middle school ministry at one. Again, it wasn't it wasn't there. Fine. And I've said this before, like, everywhere we went, people were really eager to let us help, but we really didn't feel ministered to.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think at that time, we still needed that. Um, and then we ended up at the parish we are now, um, and there's a really great young adult group there. Um, we met weekly for like a holy hour and dinner afterward. Um, which is
0: why we came to this which parish. Which is why we
1: started going to this parish, right. Um, because we went to a holy hour at the seminary, sort of randomly.
0: Yeah, well, it was, it was Catholic Underground.
1: Right, it got canceled.
0: Well, it got moved, moved. to the seminary. Right. I forgot
1: about Catholic Underground. So Catholic Underground, yeah. sorry. I'm glad I'm talking all this out. it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, was something that the um Franciscan friars of the renewal put on the cFRs from um the Bronx I think they might I don't know if they have a house closer now but that's I kind know. of where the main one is yeah. um they basically it's like holy hour with praise and worship followed by like a music performance and like a thing afterward um but that was really beautiful that was the first time we went to a Catholic event where it was like real praise and worship with like good music and like just I don't know, solid Catholic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we were, wanted to go to another one. It got canceled. So instead they did a holy hour at the seminary, um, which again was really great. Um, and through that we met some people who we'd become friends with, but we didn't, we didn't like hit it. I guess we hit it off well, but like we totally looking did. back on it, it was like all of our best friends were there, Yeah. but we didn't like become best friends instantly. But anyway, I don't through know, we, <laughs> we that did. Night. We did. We went to their house. Um, Anyway, we found out that the parish near us was doing a young adult group, similar thing. You'd meet for a holy hour, um, adoration, and then have dinner. And we started going to that. And I remember we had, I'd never really done a holy hour before, especially not a quiet one. <laughs> so I remember one time we did that, and I was just like <sighs> checking my watch. And like, and like I hadn't really prayed the rosary much, a little bit, but not something... I was never like, oh, I want nothing I'd look forward to. Um, And then I think that was a huge, huge time for us in terms of growth. It was before Mm -hmm. Holly was pregnant with Jack, but it was before Jack was born. Um, And it was just a huge period of growth for us being, you know, spending all that time in prayer, but also getting to meet these other Catholics who were just like really on fire for the Lord and like they were Catholic. And it was, I remember just being so refreshing to meet other people like that. I think that was, I have lots of turning points. <laughs> that was like, it's possible to to make this your life and it not just be kind of tangential. Um, and so like, we've talked before about how formative and how monumental that time for us was. Um, and then kind of, in my mind, I just, at this point, I'm just like jumping from <laughs> thing to thing.
0: That's okay. That's um, how it is.
1: Yeah. But like having having our kids and getting to see the kind of, fullness of the vocation of marriage and the fruit of marriage. Um, Again, like it's just, there's no way to kind of describe it. Like kids make you a better person. They like drive you towards sainthood because you can't, you can't be selfish and love your kids. Um, They always come first. They, they make you die to yourself each day um, because you put their needs first in a way that's different for your spouse. Like you do that for your spouse, but like your spouse is rarely like screaming for something and, or I like mean... really trying your sometimes depends <laughs> on what it is i try holly's patience a lot <laughs> and she can just tell me to shut up and leave the room but you can't do that with your kids <laughs> um yeah so they you know it just and it's just sort of reinforcing all of this and really um i don't know the it sounds kind of silly but like the the grace just flows through like as you're kind of, or for me, at least as going through life, the more sacraments and like living out our vocation as a married couple, the grace just like keeps on coming, um, which is what Jesus tells us. So it shouldn't be surprising, (laughs) you know? So true though. Um, and then another, I guess the most recent sort of big thing that really, I don't know. Another a further point of conversion was um, around this time last year when um, Holly had a miscarriage and we lost um, the baby that we had, um, Ren, um, and that was a really really tough time for us. It was the first I would say it was the first like time of like real tragedy in our lives as, at least you know as a married couple, and as sort of sad and as hard as that was, the kind of response of our community um, was I think I meant we did a podcast on it like I remember just never feeling as loved as, I, as we did at that point um, not just the people in our parish like in our neighborhood and everyone and it was just it was the first time I went through something really tough that but that you know an event like that can really shake someone and shake their faith but for me it sort of my faith allowed us to endure it. Like it almost did the opposite thing. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I kind of looked at it as like, this is one of the worst moments in my life and the worst times in my life. And like, I still, sorry. (laughs) Like I still felt the Lord's love so much. And it was just, It was just really amazing to um to know that like in this moment of despair and when everything seems you know, like it's the worst, something you never want to happen, but to, to just feel love at that time is is incredible. You know, and it's from from our family, from our parents and from our community, but also just like straight from the Lord, like just being loved and um is almost I don't want to say I made it real, but it's it's just, um, like, the Lord brought us through. And that's just, it's a terrible thing to experience, but also a terrible, like, a wonderful thing to know, you know, that as, as bad as it gets, the Lord's going to see you through and that there's hope. Um, and I think that really, really taught me how to live with hope. You know, we can't you – and, know, like, I think you said – I forget exactly how you phrased it, so forgive me if I'm getting it wrong, but kind of, like, you were excited to go to heaven now because Ren would be there. Mm-hmm. And I think it just – I don't know. It was, I was just sort of floored by how – just sort of how much I was able to do and how much I was able to, like – to endure because of my faith and knowing that, um, you know, as bad as it, as bad as it seems here in this moment that like the Lord loves us and he's guiding us and he's helping us to preserve or persevere.
0: And you really, during that time, like, um, I was always excited to get to heaven, by the way, but, (laughs) but it like added a new dimension to it. But no, like even
1: like at mass we're like, with the community of saints. So Ren is here with us too. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, exactly. Yeah.
0: But you did a really, you had a really good influence on me during that time because you, you spoke so eternally. Like you spoke when talking with me, like the, the joy that we have knowing that Ren is in heaven is like, that's real and that's true. And so that's what we can focus on. And so like, even in our deepest sorrow that we know, that like heaven is real that Jesus is real that that like these the the goal is heaven and so that heaven like if heaven is already actualized for Ren then that's that's a great thing Mm -hmm. and so and also for us to like um just unite our sufferings in Christ too you helped me see that a lot during that time too so I think you you I assume that you were likely going through this (laughs) similar
1: thoughts. Yeah. And then now we have a new baby on the way. Mm -hmm. That that brings us up to present.
0: (laughs) I know that was just a year ago.
1: Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, something that I'm glad that Holly and I sat down to think about this is to, to remember that like, we're con- like conversion is a continual process you can always get closer to the Lord you can always love him more fully follow him more closely um, you know and just today at mass the priest in his homily was saying um, he said sort of an anecdote um, about someone who was in a bad neighborhood and they, someone asked him what they thought of the neighborhood and he said oh it's dangerous like it's poor it's falling apart and the person he was speaking with said that's You know, that's because that's how you see it on the inside and basically like how we feel on the inside reflects our judgment of the world around us. So if you see everything as terrible and horrible and beyond redemption, that's sort of our internal vision as well. Um, So that to be, you know, true Christians, to be um, people of hope, we have to sort of projecting that hope out sounds kind of campy, but like we have to live with that hope, hope meaning we expect this to happen or we we live in a way that shows that our faith is true Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's kind of got me thinking about what can I do now and sort of not, not being surprised by the next like point of conversion. Like how can I really drive this relationship with the Lord deeper? Like how can I make these points kind of more frequent um, where I can continue to sort of see where I am, you know, through prayer, see where I need to go and to really um, go out and bring God's love to those around me. Like, what can I do now? Like on a you know daily basis or throughout the future to um, to bring myself closer to the Lord and draw those around me closer to the Lord too. Because it's not it's not something that stops. I think that's one of the great beauties of the Catholic faith and of Catholic teaching that we're not we're never done until. You know, we're in heaven. Like, that's when we stop, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That we can always strive for more.
0: Yeah, we're always seeking to be closer and closer to Jesus until we're actually with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Were there any, um, like, theological things with the church that you had to battle through? Um, You talked about, like, our openness to life, but...
1: It was less, it was less like, oh, I don't understand, like... It was more me, like, accepting them. Or not accepting them, but, like, wanting to change my life to fit them, you know? Yeah. I like guess it, because
0: you had – you were born, like, or you were baptized and came up in it. You mm-hmm. kind of were, like, a, had that mentality. It wasn't super new to you. I no.
1: don't know. No. And it wasn't anything like, oh, whatever, the dogma of the assumption or something. I was like, yeah. oh, that's weird. It was, you know, there wasn't anything where I was – I struggled too much that I can recall
0: okay you, I think that that would get down to like you always trusted the authority of the church mm-hmm. to that you would then say that you would align
1: right yeah mm-hmm. it may have been like I don't you know at some point I don't want to live my life according to that but it wasn't like I don't think that's like I oh I think they got that wrong you know yeah. does that make sense yeah. to me like but. I understand this like that's what it is but yeah this it, it wasn't sort of a, a struggle with accepting it or understanding it or like it was a struggle against sin of living that out
0: yeah okay
1: cool mm-hmm. nice yeah so that's me
0: yeah my
1: life in 55 minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> i learned some things
1: well good I'm glad I remembered some things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I didn't say it, but I remember when we got home from Sharp Top, and a couple of weeks later, you said something, you didn't go into detail, and for some reason I didn't pry, but you were like, my dad said a couple of things that made it, made it click mm-hmm. for me, and I've always wondered what those were.
1: Oh, well, there, there there was, or at least what I can remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm glad I asked.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. I always like wonder when someone writes an autobiography, like how do they remember all those details. but like I think when you go back through it, you, you remember it.
0: Yeah, new stuff comes up. That's why I haven't prepared for mine at all, but I'm kind of excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not doing it tonight. Sorry. Right. <laughs>
1: time. Um, well, thank you for listening. If you have um, any questions or comments or anything like that, um, please feel free to send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Um, follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Like us on Facebook and please pray for us and know that we are praying for all of you. Thanks, Bye. Bye, everyone.